Mount Draftmore. What is good, everybody? Yo, 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 welcome to Mount Draftmore. It is your boy, Ben Jammin, back in the building again, and I'm with Dylan and Matt. How you boys doing? What's good? <laughs> Hello. We've assembled in the war room to draft the best Harry Potter moments. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, and we're going to pick the best moments from either the movies or the books. You know, we'll interchange them. If you pick a, a moment from... The movie, I guess you kind of get it from the book because they're kind of the same, unless they're different. I don't know, Dylan. What do you think? You're, I don't. It's I don't know. I always saw the movies in theaters, but I only ever saw them one time. I was a the Harry Potter book nerd. I've read those probably like four times. I would say each book four times. So I feel it. like you just got to get the moment, whatever yeah. the moment is. Yeah. I think it's fine. Whatever yeah. you know, there's gonna be some cross pollination. Yeah, good. it's it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, before we start, you know how it is. We got to roll the dice to figure out the riggedy, order. Riggedy roll. Let's do it. Who's who's the I, dice? I got, I got the dice over here. The dice is over here. What? What? Ooh, twenty-two. Yes. Wow, Damn it's going it. to be really hard. Twenty-two. To Come on, Bessie. Come on. Don't give up on me, girl. Don't give up on me. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So wait. 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 Matt had what? Twenty-two. Damn, last time you had 20. Hot hand. I'm rolling the hot hand today. Matt's and, not having any of that um, uh, wraparound business anymore. You know? And Dylan had 14. Yep. I, I think it was 24, wasn't it? Yeah, 14. <laughs> 14. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I got this. Oh, it's going off. 17. Gosh darn. Gosh darn. So, uh, uh, a repeat. Again. Yep. I'm wraparound again. Wow. Starting off. The statistical odds are in my favor for that wraparound, I guess. Or against me. I don't even know. It's all good. Yeah. You know? It's all good, baby, baby. 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 It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Round one. Matt, take it away. Oh, my gosh. Like, you have the hard pick of like, what is the moment? Right? This is like. Is there a McDonald's moment? <sighs> no, because like, I think there's like a, a, a select few that are really like super impactful. Oh, man. But, oh my gosh. Let's hope mm. no one steals the one that I want. Can I ask a question? Sure, go for it. If something happens in the past, is that a moment? Something that happens in the past? Well, it happens. They're they talk about it. So it's a moment. I think I would think that it's a moment, yeah, yeah. Because it's an ex my I question because it's an extensive timeline. Yeah. If, if you if you're counting the past too, then there's a lot of you can pick a moment that Dumbledore references. It's like, ooh, wait, okay, that's important because it lends backstory and oh, it yeah. gives you more insight into the development of that character. Well, like, the sorry, whole... Matt, to kind of like hijack your thing here, no, but no, I'm no, trying no, to inform good. decisions you're time because you're think, actually yeah. going to get to pick. I mean, I feel like those are some of the most, like, just thinking about reading Harry Potter, those are some of the most impactful moments are when, you know, a character finally reveals a little bit of their, like, inner psyche, you know, to the reader, right? Like when you hear about Grindelwald. I don't know. I, I just think that's kind of cool. So, yes, Ben. Okay, so... I'm going to ask a question because I want to clarify if this is technically two moments or if it's one moment. Okay. So the the one that I'm thinking of, the drafting first, is I'm going to draft, like I'm thinking of when Snape dies and Harry goes into Dumbledore's old office and views Snape's, like the tear, the memory that Snape gives him. Is that is that technically one moment or is that two different moments? Well, it's well, certainly a scene. It's a scene. I would say it's all encompassing because the tears, like the whole point, is for you to see to see the memory past. Yeah, so I'm that's gonna be my pick. Then the first pick, I'm gonna go with the moment when Snape dies and gives Harry the tear memory, and Harry goes and visits. I forget what it, it's called the 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 thing where you actually view the memories. The font. Yeah. Oh, well, what is that? Yeah. But he know. goes into Dumbledore's office, and then he finally learns all of who Snape was and his story and actually that his dad, like the pensive, the pensive, uh, that James, um, Potter was a bit of a bully and like, he's learning all these things. And it, then he finally like understands that he must die. Like that. He's the final Horcrux. Mm -hmm. Like that's such a pivotal moment oh, yeah. 
in the entire series where it's like it's like the realization of like i have to make the ultimate sacrifice and yep. it's such an emotionally powerful moment <coughs> where this is the guy and i picked snape in the earlier harry podcast so i gotta go to bat for snape but snape is like the easy like target for harry in his entire time at hogwarts he's like the you know the easy villain to pick out because they just don't their personalities don't mesh snape's always been mean to him that kind of thing and but it then, looks like james who was a dick right but then he like realizes like whoa this guy's actually been kind of like my guardian for like my entire life and that he's he actually made the ultimate sacrifice because he loved so hard you know like i don't know i think it's such an emotionally charged moment and it's such one of like harry knows that you know he has he comes to grips basically like this is this is what's going to happen like this has to happen this has to end and he's willing to do that so i i think it's a great 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 scene a great powerful moment in harry potter lore mm-hmm. so there you go nice all right not a bad pick i mean it's definitely a top pick was it the number one pick i don't know oh mm-hmm. well what do you have planned mister mister well i asked that question that i asked oh boy because if we're talking about moments the most important moment is when Lily Potter sacrifices herself mm. and Harry almost destroys Voldemort. Didn't I have a whole lounge on um, the power yeah. of love and Harry Potter? I mean, you just might have. I think I did. Yeah, okay, go on. I mean, I'm just saying it, it's that moment that is the catalyst for everything. If that doesn't happen... There is no have, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, there's no Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if I feel like this is a Mr. Franchise pick... <laughs> Maybe Matt Matt falling into the first the first picks these last couple times he's losing his franchise ways. Oh. You know, it, it, it's, it's just because I have such a soft spot for Snape. Like, I love that character he's, so much. Well, and I don't know. It's he's so complex too. Yeah. I mean, who who saw his his character development coming? You know, I didn't. So, but I Ben, I didn't even think about that. I I was like so like in plain hiding in plain sight. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. No, it was brilliant. But like the that is a pivotal moment. So I, I'll give you that. It's yeah. a pivotal moment that started the whole thing. Yeah. Kudos. Boom. Kudos. 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 Had to take it. Had to take a big moment with the first pick. Yeah, I'm just not used to being in the you know the driver's seat here. It's all I'm used to it. Yeah. No, no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, third pick. It's yours. Okay, well, I talked about this in our Harry Potter draft, but, you know, I'm going to bring it back. I, I had picked, I think I picked Dobby in the Harry Potter draft at one point, and Dobby is so cool. What a character. Uh, our guy has just, one of the, like, major themes of Harry Potter is probably courage and bravery, and Dobby embodies that. You know, he sacrifices himself. Um, and that is the moment that I'm choosing for my first moment is Dobby's death because oh, I damn. Le- I that's le- an emotional moment. I legit cried. I mean, the, the, my, our guy Dobby, what a look for our guy given his life for the cause. I mean, wow. And, and he was a free elf, you know, I mean, he, he, <laughs> when, when Harry gave him the, the pair of socks and he got freed, like, I don't know. From then on, I knew Dobby would come back in some important way and he did. And it paid off. Here lies a free elf. That's right. I, yeah. I mean, I cried. I cried. I bawled. It hit me. Even thinking about it now, I get goosebumps. So. It, it is a very emotional moment. It's, a it's serious. like one that kind of comes full circle from like when you first meet Dobby to like your last interaction with him. Mm-hmm. And that's another big theme as well in Harry Potter's sacrifice mm-hmm. between Lily's sacrifice and Dobby's sacrifice, uh, Dumbledore's sacrifice, Snape's sacrifice. How many people have to sacrifice themselves before people don't have to suffer anymore right yeah nice yeah it's a good that's a that's not it's not a good moment but it's like a it's an important moment and it's an emotional moment for sure and look at our top moments it's people dying people dying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. it shapes the story it does it does and it really i mean that's a good argument for the theme for one of the themes of the book series mm-hmm. sacrifice well, that, that'll do it for round one. Nothing but death. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but death. Three picks in. You know what it is. Mount draft more. Hey, y'all. It's a hot summer out there, and on those hot days, there's nothing better than an ice-cold drink. The best way to keep those drinks cold, as the Rockies, is with my personal favorite, Cozy. 
Coming in all shapes, sizes, designs, and brands, Cozies will make sure you never have to deal with a warm drink ever again. So remember, when it is hot out there, make sure you cozy up. Your drink will thank you later. Mount Draftmore. Round two. Dylan, you got it. All right, I'm bringing it in with round two. I think for round two, I'm going to go... I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I really don't. I'm going to have to go with another death scene, though. Oh! I am, I am. Um, And then I'm going to lighten the mood from then on. Uh, But I will go with... And one more death scene because it's it's impactful, and that's when Dumbledore dies. Um, because the moment he dies, you just know shit is gonna hit the fucking fan. Sorry for my language, y'all. Sorry, but seriously, everything goes like it absolute, goes sideways after that. It yeah. goes the whole ship goes sideways. Snape becomes uh, the leader of Hogwarts. Um, everyone's unhappy. Harry, Hermione, and Ron pretty much have to go into hiding. Um, yeah, nothing is is right in the Wizarding World. Voldemort pretty much comes out in the open. Um, the Ministry of Defense, well, maybe that was not in that book and in the previous book, I can't remember, but, you know, is fully taken over um, by Voldemort's forces. So, yeah, everything goes absolutely sideways once Dumbledore dies because he was such a powerful figure and... The most powerful wizard in the world, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was the only person Voldemort was afraid of. Um, and and then he, he was dead. Also, an interesting note about that scene, while that's sneakily important, is that because Malfoy disarms Dumbledore, the Elder Wand never fully responds to Voldemort because mm-hmm. he was never the true owner. And so, therefore, he wasn't at the height of his powers or what could have been the height of his power. So, it's like a sneaky mm-hmm. little element there of, like, how that whole moment actually operates mechanically. It's like who, like a who does what impacts the story later on. Yes. Another little brilliant piece of nugget writing. Um, wow. Right? Jeez Louise. I can't... Sometimes I can't believe how brilliant that series is. Well, and, like, the you know, kind of going back to the scene where Snape dies, like, that... Dumbledore one is more becomes more emotional when you understand like Snape and his relationship through Mm -hmm. like Harry viewing his his memories yeah right Mm -hmm. like that that death of Dumbledore becomes even more emotionally charged because you're like whoa they are like like friends like he didn't he knew he he had to be the one to do it Mm -hmm. like imagine that crazy absolutely dang that's a good pick I feel like it was a good setup I mean, Matt's talking about how it wraps around, you know? It's got that Mm -hmm. kind of full circle type of feel. I feel like that's my next pick, that full circle type of feel. Ooh, okay. You know, it starts in the beginning, and it takes you all the way to the end. Ooh. You're like, holy smokes, wait. This was more important than you realized it ever was. MacGuffin? Definitely not a MacGuffin. Of course, I'm talking about Harry catching the snitch in his mouth. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, my man. I mean, he catches it in his first Quidditch game, like the the youngest seeker. In he's a prodigy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, come on now. And he catches this thing in his mouth, and you think like, oh, okay, this is just you know, it's a cool little thing, but then it comes back at the very end, and it's holding one of the three Deathly Hollows. Like, let's go, let's go. He gets to have a conversation with the loved ones that have passed holding the stone right before he's about to have this epic battle or he's about to actually just get murdered, but the horror crux in him is about to get murdered. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Just that full circle. It all starts with him catching it in his mouth, getting it back in the will. Oof. Let's go. That was a classic moment. Classic moment. That is awesome. I love it. That's a good one. Yeah. Layup. That definitely a full circle one. Another one of those kind of like hiding in plain sight. You don't know the significance of it until later. Do you think like she had that planned or came back later and was like, ooh, that would be real good. (laughs) (laughs) I open at the close. Yeah. Oh, damn. Gangster. Yeah. 
Very nice. Matt, your pick, bro. All right. Second round pick. This is a tough one because there's like so many like impactful moments. But I'm going to go with one that, again, lays the foundation for things to come later on. So going all the way back to Chamber of Secrets, I'm going to go with when Tom Riddle reveals that he is Voldemort. <laughs> like when he rearranges the letters and he's like Tom Marvolo Riddle and then it's like Lord Voldemort. Because during that entire moment, you're like, "Who? what's up with this like Tom Riddle guy? Like, you know, like what? what's the deal? Like, why is he like this like demonic? Well, you don't really think he's evil. He's not really, doesn't appear to be evil for the, the majority of, you know, that book really. But at the very end, you're like, whoa, Harry's been like dealing with the young Voldemort this entire time. And then that sets up later down the road when you finally like start to have all these flashback scenes of like Tom Riddle and meeting Dumbledore for the first time. Tom Riddle talking to the professor. I'm forgetting what's the professor's name. Uh, McGonagall? No. Talks, the, the, oh, all the uh, Horcruxes. Uh, hold on, I'll, I'll look for it. Uh, Slughorn? Slughorn. Yes, Slughorn. yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Talk, all the flashback scenes where he's like, Professor, would it be possible to split somebody's soul into seven parts? Well, 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 why Why would you be interested well, Tom, in that? That's dark magic, Tom. Um, <laughs> but in any case, like you realize that the Tom Riddle aspect of Voldemort is incredibly important to understand, to understand Voldemort himself, who's the main villain, obviously. So I just like, I think it's like a really well done, like kind of like reveal and it's something that kind of catches you off balance. And I think it sets up a, a, a future plot line that becomes increasingly important the further down you go. So that's what I'm going to go with. Sexy. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah. Breezing through this three people makes the drafts go quick. I know. Yeah. All righty. Well, two picks in. You know what time it is. smell those scrambled eggs because i do (laughs) (laughs) hey you when we when when the halftime cut comes on and you do your dance but you do it like slow (laughs) you do it on the slow beat it's so funny (laughs) we need to get that on video we're in the lounge um yeah welcome to the lounge today we are going to talk about kind of our first moments with harry potter um and i'm just going to intro with you know, how I discovered it a little bit, and then we'll open it up to a further roundtable discussion. So I think uh, I was about in fourth grade when I discovered Harry Potter, and I'm not positive if I heard it through my friends, you know, as things, you know, tend to spread like wildfires, you know, like a Pokemon, for instance, right? Um, trends start to spread through wildfire flyer uh, through school or if my mom happened to pick it up at the bookstore which is something that she would sometimes do um, we would read books together so usually she would read the book out loud and then I would pick up when she would inevitably start snoring and I'd just like start reading it and like probably stay up super late paging through it and that's as I'm getting in my 30s a memory Uh, that I really cherish, you know, that time with my mom just together reading that book. It was really a cool family moment. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Parents out there, read to your kids. It's a nice little thing. And then also make them read to you because that's a nice little thing too. And Just make them read. Yeah. Make them read. Make them read. Yeah. So that was like my first exposure. I don't remember when the movie started coming out, but I do remember watching them at my sister's house and seeing them in theaters with my family. And then later on with my friends, I remember seeing the very last films in college with my friends. So it's wild how I've kind of grown up with Harry Potter going all the way from having my mom read them to me to just seeing them in the theaters after a couple beers with friends. Right. And then reading them, uh, at home to reminisce. So I was wondering what, what you guys, what are your first moments with Harry Potter, Matt? Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I can remember a very first moment, but I just remember the way in which I came about knowing and reading and loving Harry Potter. And that was back in elementary school. They used to have this program called Reading Recognition, where you would read a book and then you take like a little quiz on it and you get points. And basically it was a way of incentive and based off your points, you got prizes like like gift cards to like, you know, McDonald's and stuff like that. It was a way to incentivize kids to read more. And I just remember when the first Harry Potter books came out, I remember getting that, you know, the soft cover of the Sorcerer's Stone and just being engulfed from it from the get-go. And it just how much it blew up to, like, you know, you had to get your hands on the hard copies when they came out. And you you when the package arrived, you just got so stoked from opening it up. Um, I can specifically remember being, like, super excited when Goblet of Fire came out. That's probably my favorite book. And then in terms of movies, I mean, just really thinking about it was always around Thanksgiving, right? It was always around November that the newest Harry Potter would come out. Um, I don't think I ever went to the theaters past probably Goblet of Fire, but nevertheless, uh, an incredible big part of my childhood was reading those books, going to see those movies, playing the games, everything. Um, I think we've talked about it on the last podcast, but just like the re- relatability of like a child becoming an adult and it's like when you're reading those books as a kid and you get older and you're like, whoa, like this is the character that I identify with, even though I'm not like magical, but or anything like, but we're muggles, right? (laughs) But but nonetheless, like I I do remember, you know, being in elementary school, reading those books and, and, and doing all that. So, uh, incredibly, incredibly big part of my childhood for sure. Oh yeah. Ben. I was introduced to Harry Potter through a bet. No way. In the seventh grade. What was the bet? <clears throat> my stepmom had a friend and I had just seen the Harry Potter movie and the friend was really into the books and we were all sitting around eating hamburgers from Dick's hamburgers. Check out fast food episode. Anyways, we're eating burgers and I remember she was like, Oh yeah, the books are so much better than the movies. And I was like, yeah, right. And she was like, well, you'd never read one to find out. And I was like, I bet you I could read that first book. Cause back then I was notorious for not liking to read. Couldn't find a book that interests me. Sure. She was like, well, I'll bet you. I was like, I'll read it. So I read it off a bet. That was that. Damn. Did you fall in love? I was, well, it was the, one of the best things I had read. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't school related, so it wasn't bad. Did it make you, you think, be more open to reading once you found that thing that you liked? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Not when I was young like that. I didn't care. I wanted to do other stuff. Nice. But but I've read them in my, like, later in my 20s, and they're definitely great books. Mm-hmm. They're good reads. They're quick reads. They're fun. Yeah. No, that was the best. I guess that's the best part about Harry Potter is that, like, it's something you can definitely just jump into at any time, and, and you'll be able to, like, read it pretty pretty darn well. Yeah. Yeah. You can destroy them pretty quick. The last Easily. time I did a reread was about eight years ago. I think it's it's almost time for another one. I did it right after I graduated college. I was, and I like hunted down the books too. I, I was like going to all my college friends like, yo, you got, you got a Goblet of Fire. You got Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> hey man, hey man, you got some of them Harry Potter books. <laughs> Seriously. Cool. Nice Harry Potter moments, guys. Very nice. Yeah, good lounge session. Mount Draftmore. Dylan, you want to do a quick recap for us? Hell yeah. Matt, this is, sounds ridiculous. Matt's got Snape dying. He's also got Tom Riddle <laughs> reveals uh, his revealing his name is Voldemort. Ben has Lily's death and Harry catching the snitch in his mouth. Did Harry break teeth from that moment? I don't think so. He no. got injured so many times. Didn't his bones get liquefied one yeah, time? Remember Lockhart tried to like he got fix rid it. of him. Yeah. <laughs> got limp noodle arm. Oh my god. Uh and I, Dylan, have Dobby's death and Dumbledore's death. Excellent. Let's get into round three. Round three. Matt, it's your pick. Okay. So I've I've got my pick of a significant death. Um also got kind of like a the reveal. Like the the big bad, remember, like early on, you know, it's like the he who should not be named. Kind of the, nobody talks about Voldemort, and then you you learn Tom Riddle's Voldemort, that kind of thing. So I feel like you also have to include a moment of levity because there is, for as much as like there's emotional moments in Harry Potter, so much death, description, sacrifice, you name. It, there's also a lot of levity because these are still 
kids that become teenagers and kind of them kind of exploring their world in which they exist, which includes some humor. And there's includes some times that makes you feel good. So the feel good moment that I'm going to go for here is when Neville Longbottom pulls the sword of Gryffindor out of the sorting hat in Deathly Hallows part two. Oh, my man. That is like Longbottom was the butt of all the jokes for so long. And if you actually listen to our previous Harry Potter episode, there is, you know, a lot of theory out there that if things were a little bit different, then Neville could have been the chosen one. Dude, seriously, it was so close. It could have been him. So when Neville, of all people, right, who's just been battered, beaten, bruised, he's, you know, he he's the ultimate, like, he'll stand up for your team kind of guy, even though he's been the butt of all the jokes for so long. When he pulls the sword out of the sorting hat because he is worthy of it, Oh my God, that just, it, you inside, you're like, yeah, let's go, Neville. Let's go. And then he uses that to kill Nagini, one of the last Horcruxes. Woohoo! That is a triumphant moment. There's not too many of those in Harry Potter because it's a lot of gloom and doom, honestly. But that's a moment where you're like, good for you, Neville. Mm-hmm. This feels good. I need a moment that just feels good. And it, it does, I think it, it's another moment that does make you think again, like, whoa. There's so many similarities between Neville and Harry, if you really think about it. And yeah, things move just slightly differently. You, This would be his story, not Harry's. So I think if you add in that, it's just a triumphant moment and it makes you feel good. You need one of those in Harry Potter moments universe. So there you go. What a glow up for my guy, Neville. For real. He looks so good in that last movie. He does look really good. <laughs> he looks like a dashing 30-year-old man. Yeah, got the ladies all kinds of thirsty. <laughs> he long bottomed. So <laughs> they call it. It's a verb. Dang. All right, Ben. Ooh, everyone else is taking a death scene except for me. I think it's my time. Who's gonna die? Ooh, I'm curious. Serious Black. Mm, oh, that's a sad damn, one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real sad one. It's. I mean, Cedric Diggory dies in that fourth book, and you're like, oh, okay. There's there's some consequences. Voldemort's alive. Uh, shit's about to hit the fan, but then in that fifth one, it hits the fan, and Harry had just, in a short amount of time, had just gotten this, like, godfather, this surrogate father, and he's just snatched up, and it's done in such a cold fashion, like he's just boom in an instant, and then he becomes the ghost, and yep. you're like, no, yep, and he just floats through that gate, and you're like, wait. What waste? It's it's it's. A it game. can't end like that. It can't waste, uh-huh. wasted. <laughs> oh, he got smoked, and then Harry just goes off. Oh man, yeah, it's a sad. One. I know, and then yeah, because yeah. what Bellatrix is like, I killed Sirius Black. Yeah, and Harry yeah. all runs her down, and then he gets kind of possessed by Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, then you there's... see Voldemort for the first time. Oh, is that the first time? Yeah, yeah and the, they're in the battle... Ministry, yeah. Oh, because then he battles Dumbledore right there. But and then the Ministry that... shows up, and they're like, he's back! Before that, there's a really cool he's moment. Back. where He's uh... back! He's back! Wait, is that the moment where Molly Weasley calls her a bitch? No, that's in the later yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, That's a cool moment, That's though. a cool moment. That is cool. Yeah. Okay, I just jumped the gun on that. Yeah, and this one, Bellatrix like slides back on her knees and gets in the, in the fire pit and <sighs> Man, green fires up. It's so sad because, I mean, they were talking about, like, Harry was talking about moving in with Sirius. He's his godfather. Sirius God was sake, yeah. finally warming up to the idea, and then he dies. That's so sad, yeah. Yeah, and when Harry doesn't have, because in that fifth book, he doesn't have Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore mm, is not right. around, so he's really relying on Sirius, and then to lose that, it's like, ah, oh, You've got geez. no more, like, father figures, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope, the the Dursleys have proven to not be supportive. And, and Arthur Weasley's not exactly, like, the... He's a, yeah. he's a wimp. Dude, Arthur Weasley's sort of um, your classic, like... I don't know. He's there, but he's an absent dad. Like, Molly is doing the heavy lifting, well, really. they did a really good job of, like, Arthur Weasley, he works for the ministry as a bureaucrat. He is a mid-level bureaucrat. That Like, that's his life. You know? Sorry about it, but it's true. Deep state. Yep. <laughs> nice. 
All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, you got two deaths. You need to. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lighten it up here with a couple of things. One. One with some levity, and one not so with the wraparound. But we'll get to that. So I'm gonna go first with some levity and go with the one that has kind of become a meme. Um, the you're a wizard, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> because I just recently listened to that in an audiobook version of Harry Potter and, and the Philosopher's Stone. And, uh, and, and I mean, Harry, it's seriously a what the fuck moment. Harry's like, I'm a what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you smoking crack? <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you are smoking crack, right? Um, and in the, uh, <laughs> imagine this big giant walks in your house talking about you being a wizard and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm on an island in the middle of a lake. How right. did you get here? And then he pulls a birthday cake out of his pocket and he's like, sorry, it got a little smashed. Gives Dudley a pig's tail and Dudley straight. He eats Dudley cake. runs to the cake and yeah. eats it. This little shit was asleep. <laughs> he woke up to go eat the cake. Dudley's such a... Lo- I mean, you know, at least he sends Harry a Christmas card. That's all I can say. Like, as they grow up, they send each other Christmas. That's kind of a mature thing to do. So, I guess. I don't know. Well, anyway. I that- mean, the, the aunt kind of like... She chills out at the very end. The I, very, very end. But the, that's about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a cool moment because Harry learns, finally, after after the Dursleys attempts to hide his his identity his identity from him and who he is and who he has the possibility of becoming he finally gets that catharsis of learning about or at least beginning the journey of learning about his heritage which is so cool oh my god it must have been so fulfilling to get to that point anyway there it is you're a wizard it's another that's another franchise one right there Hell yeah. Yeah, it really is. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> One hour, just, you're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. Didn't you ever wonder where your dad learned it all? Uh-huh. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Yo, a wizard goes Harry. hard. It does. Now I kind of want to go watch that. You're a wizard, Harry. I wish that was the actual background music. <laughs> 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 and then it just drops, and Harry just loses his mind. He's like oh. in slow motion. Like, oh. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? You're a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Yo, wizard Harry. I'm a what? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you're a wizard Harry. That's the end of round three. Draft more. Hey, do you love going on adventures with your spouse or loved ones? And perhaps a furry companion, or if you like reptilians, not furry. Well, then I have the answer for you. You need to go down to your local Honda, not sponsorship, or use car dealership and pick up a 2016 Honda Fit so that you can get your right fit. That's right. You can take this camping. You can take this commuting across the city or suburbs of your chosen urban or suburban location you can even go traveling with companions to a location where you don't camp. And it's so spacious. It has so much room for your legs. You can put those magic seats up, down, and all around. That's right. Store your furry companion and your luggage in the back seat when you put your seats up or fold the seats down at night to sleep soundly and safe in your vehicle from the bears who will definitely smell how bad you are. Yes, Get that 2016 Honda Fit and get your fit today. Mount Draft Mode. Round four. All right. Well, I guess I got the wraparound. Yes, you do. It's Rippity your wrap around. I'm going to choose. Actually, you're a wizard. All right. I think I've got it. And this is kind of a funny moment, actually. I thought initially it wasn't, but it is because it's such a 
Um, it's also from the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, and it's kind of a moment that sets in stone a very important relationship through the books. And it's when Malfoy hands his, he, he holds his hand out to shake Harry's hand when they meet. And Harry doesn't take Malfoy's hand. Um, and, and Harry says, I think I can tell who the wrong sort are for myself. Thanks. And, uh, from that point on, I mean, like that's such a pivotal moment. It's easy to gloss over, but it defines their relationship. Malfoy is deeply, deeply offended. His pride is hurt because he's probably never been talked to like that in his life. And his father hasn't either. Remember they're the Malfoys. They're purebloods. They're very wealthy, right? Everyone definitely sucks up to them so for harry the chosen one right who defeated he who shall not be named to avert malfoy's hand that's a pretty big deal um and also shows us what type of person harry is harry is courageous and brave and not afraid to stand up for what is right right there's those themes again um and also it shows kind of what a little piece of shit Malfoy is as well (laughs) (laughs) he's such a um oh man I was watching this comedy show I think you should leave and there's a sketch where the guy goes I used to be a piece of shit slicked back hair (laughs) (laughs) Malfoy's got that slicked back hair look so yeah uh that is my moment when Harry swerved Malfoy's handshake nice He's like, uh uh-uh, you up to no good. Not today. (laughs) Not today. (sighs) Dobby's free. That's my moment. Mm. Harry putting the sock in the book, giving it to Dobby. Dobby getting that sock, and now he's free. And you're talking about Draco never being disrespected like that. What up, Papa? Oh, yeah. He's never been disrespected on that level. He was like, what? You are subservient to me. (laughs) No, you're not. And Dobby's so powerful, he got that ill magic. That's what we're going to call it. Ill magic. He doesn't need a wand. He doesn't need a wand. He can just, boom, snap his fingers. Poof there. (laughs) He can, it's called apparate, right? Yeah. When When you teleport people. What Goku would call instant transmission. Mm-hmm. Can wizards do that? I can't remember. They can't do that, right? Dumbledore does it. Dumbledore? With okay. Harry. Oh, okay. When okay, they okay. go to get the Horcrux. But it's pretty complex magic. Yeah. It's like powerful magic. Dang. I, yeah, that's Dobby. Dobby's free. If Dobby isn't free, he doesn't save them in the end. True. I guess that's probably the I think that's probably the theme of my team is it's all that stuff like I guess minus Lily Potter being killed and then baby Harry almost killing Voldemort. <laughs> like everything is a wrap around. Dobby being free is the wrap around. Mm-hmm. Although I think Lily's death does kind of wrap around again. Well, it with, wraps around all the time. Yeah. So that's also a wrap around. The mega wraparound team. The wrapper, wrapper, wraparound. Nice. That's yeah. a great scene. Thank you. All right. Close it out here. I go, man, there's just so many moments that we're not even going to get to. But the one that I'm going to go with, I have to go with just because it's such like, it blows your mind when it happens. And that is when Harry and Hermione use the time turner to go back in time and to save not only Buckbeak, but also to save Sirius. But when Harry has to cast the Patronus to save himself and Sirius, when you figure that out, like it just blows your mind. Like, wait a minute, he saved himself. (laughs) But what, how did, how did that happen though? Cause like earlier in the movie, you see him get saved by this mysterious Patronus that, that spells off the, like the, Dementors, and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? And then you learn, like, Harry did it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there waiting. He's like, my dad's going to show up anytime. any minute uh-huh. now. He, he'll be here, zombified. But it was him looking out for him. 
pretty much. So it's like one of the, it's like that whole sequence when they go and they mess with time, essentially is such like, it, it blows your mind on so many different circumstances and it has a lot of like ramifications, but I just love that scene in particular because it's like, wait, what? He, he did it. <laughs> How? Wait, but he was there before. Then <laughs> it's like the whole like concept of time and like the Harry Potter world is just like, what? How does that work though? Like, but this has already happened. He hadn't gone in back and he, but he had. So I'm gonna go with the mind blowing one for my last pick, just because I I think it's it's funny like the dynamics of like time and like how it loops and just like the it's another one of those moments where like Harry Potter's like oh wait no it like I have to do it mm-hmm. you know like he might not realize it at the time but like that plays out later down the road where he's like you know again him rising to the occasion making the sacrifice kind of being the hero doesn't seem like a big deal at the time but you really like it's him kind of maturing a little bit he can't rely on always somebody to save him but he has to do something else for himself too so i think it's a, i think it's a cool moment cool moment that kind of blows your mind a little bit definitely a cool moment definitely blows your mm. mind a little bit just like unrelated to that just a little side tangent on the time mm. turner it just sucks that it's introduced so early right because it is such a powerful thing you wonder why it's not utilized more like dumbledore dies why doesn't anyone go use the time turner to stop that shit? Don't they warn against using it? Yes, they do because you could obviously screw up the timeline. But if, again, like you're fighting Voldemort, wouldn't you try and like pull all the stops? If you really thought that Dumbledore was like your last hope and then he gets iced and you know how he did, why wouldn't you use that? And especially Harry, like Harry's there. He knows the time turner. He w- He used it. Yeah. With Hermione. He so, saved himself. <laughs> so why was he like, hey, let's use it. It's it's such a powerful thing that never gets brought up. That is more of a MacGuffin. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we fix this? Yeah. I guess, though, maybe maybe the author wanted to avoid using that sort of... I mean, but... But that's the complicated thing about time travel is once you put it in, it's hard to... Yeah. I mean, they, she obviously did it and went a different way, and you don't really think about mm-hmm. it, but it's... It's such a powerful tool. You can't put it's the genie back think, in that box. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy that it doesn't ever get brought up ever again. Yeah. Well, and especially when they're like, you know, they're they're Horcrux hunting. Wouldn't that have been the perfect time to pull out the time turner and try to like figure out when each Horcrux, like where it got put where? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a little too galaxy brain, but still. I want to do some research on this now because I feel like there's got to, I feel like there was a good reason they didn't use the time turner again. But uh, it is it is a little bit of a MacGuffin, so... A little bit, yeah. But, I don't know, Harry Potter's filled with MacGuffins. It's true. It's all good. We but should do a MacGuffins draft. Dang. Damn. Maybe we'll have to explain what MacGuffins are, but... Yeah. Yeah, Matt, solid, solid selection, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, sir. Well, you know what time it all is. The te- all the teams are picked, so... Make... Make... Make, 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 make their case be logical and clear. Dylan, you are up. Are you ready, sir? Uh, yes. Logical and clear. Well, I'm Dylan, and I have Dobby's death, Dumbledore's <laughs> death, everyone else's death. No, uh, I've got your wizard, Harry, and. Harry swerved Malfoy's handshake. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I don't know if I need to do much explaining. Dobby's death, you know, symbolizes sac- another symbol for sacrifice in the movie, and it's incredibly moving. Um, if it didn't, you know, cause some tears to flow for you, it certainly did for me, um, especially since Dobby was a free elf. Um, Dumbledore's death. Uh Definitely a moment where the ship goes sideways um, at Hogwarts and in the Wizarding World. One, like right when it happens, you kind of know that nothing is going to be the same from that point forward. Um, definitely a pivotal moment in the series that will j- j- drop your jaw because you just don't think it can happen. Um, you're a wizard, Harry. Spawned memes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Spawn memes everywhere. Uh, sets in motion with uh, Harry's identity. 
um, and finding out about himself and his heritage and Voldemort. And also, Harry Swerve Malfoy's handshake uh, kind of solidifies a very pivotal relationship through the series, Malfoy and Harry. Uh, okay, that's it. Vote for me. Sorry I cut you off. I'll give you a little extra play. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? You're a wizard, Harry. That's so good. That so hard. <laughs> it's instant classic. Instant classic. I'm up. All right, everybody. I got four picks. Here they are. Dobby is free. He gets the sock in the book. He free, y'all. He's free. Oh, my gosh. He's free to do what he wants. He's a free elf. All the power in the world could travel everywhere, but he keeps traveling to help Harry, especially in the end, much to his demise. Sadness. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Dobby. We pour one out for you. I got another death in the family. Serious. No. Serious is death. So that close. Right when Harry gets a family, a father figure, thinking about moving in with him, thinking about learning and being guided by a bright gentleman, much like himself. Uh-oh. Iced. Ghost status. <laughs> falls into a rage. Then you see Voldemort for the first time. Epic battle. Dumbledore. Voldemort. Pull, blue. Red. <laughs> crazy sound effects. It's all because Sirius gets iced. Catching the snitch in the mouth. Epic moment. First Quidditch match. You're already buzzing from the first Quidditch. You're like, what the hell? They're flying on broomsticks. They're chasing after these things. Some of them are getting whacked in the chest by other big balls. Harry's going after this gold ball. Whoa, wait, what? He's falling. He's face planting. Did he break his neck? No. He caught it in his mouth. Oh, geez. But then the come around, that 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 end of the book reveal. Oh, damn, I had a whole nother one that I need to reveal. Oh, yeah, Harry Potter does. Yo, but that one's so obvious. Like, come on, the whole story's based off it. Easy money. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, easy money. Uh, one thing I want to say, I would not send my children to Hogwarts. That place is a is a fucking death trap. It's kind of dangerous. Also, the, the staff children, turnover there. Jeez. Watch the language. Yeah. Not a great place to send your kids. The amount of, yeah. You don't know who's going to be teaching your defense against the arts from year to year. Seriously. No consistency. Every, yeah, the one yeah. class that is probably the most important <laughs> does not have a consistent teacher. Different every year. They should have put McGonagall in charge of defense against oh, the arts. What did she teach? Transfiguration. Uh, Transfiguration, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean... I mean, it's cool. You can be a cat, but who who really gives a shit? Is it... And it's not... Do they even use it that often? I mean, the only, the only like, like Animorph on. is what? Sirius? No, uh, Peter Pettigrew. Animagus, my bad. Animagus. Oh, Peter Wait, is Pettigrew. That his, is that his name? Peter Pettigrew? Yeah. If yeah. Dustin was here, alliteration. He if he was here, he would have picked a Peter Pettigrew mo moment, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, the moment when you realize that Peter Pettigrew was sleeping in Ron's bed. God, for 12 years? Like, <laughs> it's so pervy. <laughs> <laughs> Cuddling up next to him. Like, it's not exactly a moment that they mention, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> they should have put, like, Molly Weasley. She should have been the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. She's oh, a badass. Okay. You bitch! Exactly. <laughs> Dude, she she narks Bellatrix. Stay away from my daughter, you bitch. We're going to have to do a volume two. That should have been a moment yeah. that got picked. We're going to have to do a should volume we, two. There should just be one of all the funny moments. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matt, you ready? Yep. All right, so recap my team. I've got when Snape dies and Harry views his memories. Uh, I've got when Tom Riddle reveals to be Lord Voldemort in Chamber of Secrets. I've got when Neville pulls out the sword of Gryffindor out of the sorting hat in the final. All right. And then the last one I got, when Harry casts his own Patronus to save himself after going back in time using the time turner in Prisoner of Azkaban. Starting off, when Snape dies and Harry views that memory, that's such an emotionally charged moment where Harry realizes not only was Snape a good guy all along, but also that he has to die in order for Voldemort to be defeated, that he is the final Horcrux, essentially. Um, it's him rising to the occasion. When Tom Riddle reveals himself to be Lord Voldemort, you're like, who's this Tom Riddle guy? What's his, like, what role does he play in all this? Why, why have we got this random, like, flashback of a Hogwarts suit? And you're like, oh, wait. And the Tom Riddle's story matters just as much as Voldemort's story because that's laying the foundation for Voldemort become the most evil wizard of all time. You understand that through Tom Riddle's childhood, adolescence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, and that all starts with the, his reveal in Chamber of Secrets, and I think it's just really well done. Next up, when Neville pulls out the sword, I mean, come on, a feel-good moment? You need a good feel-good moment, and Neville was the butt of all the jokes for such a long time, dating back to initially when... He has, like, the remember-all, and then, like, Malfoy's giving him crap, and then Harry's like, you can't do that, and he, he's like, you know, the prodigy, all that good stuff. Long about him, it's, like, a very nice, like, conclusion to his character. Like, yeah, you did it, dude. And then last but not least, when Harry casts Patron, says, blows your mind, vote for me. <laughs> Ran out of time. Always running out of time. I was feeling kind. I was going to be like, hey, you can finish that thought, but you know, hey, you rushed yourself out of it. It's you okay. heard me explain it earlier, so we're all good. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, rewind it. Right. Give it a playback. Be kind. Rewind. T turn back time, you could say. You'll survive. It's all good. The house orchestra win this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why it goes to that, you son of a gun. Hmm. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so wrapped up. In, yeah, you know, so wrapped the up. The world of wizardry and witchcraft. Yeah, I want to go read them all now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us today on Mount Draftmore. You know what it is. We need you to go to the social medias to let us know who you thought won. Make sure to check us out at the following places. On Twitter, at Draftmore. Facebook, Mount Draftmore. And then Instagram, Mount Draftmore. Vote on Instagram, please. If please. You have, if you have any suggestions for future episodes or drafts you would like to hear about shoot us an email at mount draftmore or mount draftmore at gmail.com uh also check out our sister podcast camp draftmore you know they get a little deeper into the subjects that we cover here so if you don't really trust our opinion you can go there listen to the facts listen to us gather the teams assess the data and be like oh this team is objectively better or you can just be like screw the data go with based the on my opinion just like we do here on on mount Draftmore, and pick your favorite team let us know on instagram uh we did drawings there for a minute but didn't have a lot of engagement y'all get on there win some free money that's all it is until next time be safe peace get out of here bubble butt